Hey, what's going on, everybody? Matt Holmes here, coming to you with another awesome new episode of the Vigilant Life Podcast. I'm super stoked for today's episode. Not only um, is it a, a crazy day for America and the election right now, because as we're recording this, uh, it is the election day. So we'll, we'll see how that goes, and I'm sure we'll probably you know, talk about some certain things with that. Um, but hey, Awesome to have our guest on today. He and I talked to us like, what, a week, two weeks ago. And I was like, man, have you checked out the podcast? Like, we need to have you on. And and Kyrie said the same thing. You know, mutual friend was like, oh, Nick was just telling me, like, why haven't you been on there? So, you know, here here we are. You know, <laughs> took me a minute to think of, man, who should I have on next? And I was like, damn, like, duh. There's so many people in my circle. That'd be great. And Kyrie's doing some awesome, awesome stuff. Um, really living the vigilant life and doing a lot of cool things, which we'll dive into. So perfect guests. Um, super pumped to have you on, man. And I appreciate you taking the time. So everybody, Kyrie Oliver. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I, I appreciate it. I know you're busy. Like we were just saying, you've, you've got a course and all these things are coming out. You're, you're in a hotel right now to stay focused. So I appreciate you taking the time today um, to take a break from that. So before we just kind of start diving down some rabbit holes, kind of give everybody a, a little bit of a background of like who you are, kind of where you got to where you are now, and you know, just kind of the the main, you know, lowdown <laughs> on everything. Yeah. So again, I mean, Kyrie Oliver. I'm 26. I'm from Northern California. I'm an ex Division One football player. I played Division One football at the University of Idaho. Moved home from college and was trying to just really get a grasp of myself, I, I guess, like any 18, 19 year old. And uh, I, I realized that the best, I knew I wanted to help people in some way, shape or form. I didn't know what that was going to look like, but I knew that my own experience at that age wasn't going to be enough. I mean, I, I have a whole lot of experience for being 26, but I wasn't dumb enough to convince myself that that was going to be all I needed in order to create the impact that I wanted. And so I just started interviewing people. I think right after I turned 19, I started interviewing people, starting off with like friends and family, extended out, and now I've, I've interviewed any type of person you could possibly think of. I've interviewed probably just about a thousand people, um, mostly from when I was 19 until I was 22, but I've just continued it. Like if I meet somebody really interesting, I'll sit down, I'll pull up my old notes and, um, just started asking them stuff. I, I just got really, really interested in human behavior. Why we do the things we do, why we think the way we think. I switched all my classes to psychology and sociology classes at the college I was going to. Um, started studying micro expressions, studying just all, all the human behavior data that I could get. And then that has now translated into owning a marketing business where we've done over $60 million for my clients. And I base pretty much all of it off of human behavior. Well, why do our beliefs, uh, who we identify as, um, how does that dictate our buying habits, how we interact with one another, how we interact with the world around us, kind of an all-encompassing just human behavior ecosystem that I've created in my life. Man, that's awesome. And, and the the part that I think school with it, if, if I think back, you know, when I was younger and kind of getting into it, you know, early twenties, late teens, things like that. It's so weird when I think of like trying to say like I'm introverted because people would see me and if they don't really know me, and I think you can relate with this, like, 
I think people understand like introverts, like you're in a basement and you don't talk to people like you can be introverted, but on as you kind of grow and learn yourself, like learn more about yourself and people, you can kind of work your way in, in certain situations, but we're still very introverted in not wanting to go out just things that we might not have to, or just to chat with anybody and everybody. And the reason I bring that up is I was, very shy as like a kid for, for a long time. And even getting older, I think a lot of that had to do with confidence and things like that, but also being introverted. So I always saw like being living in LA, seeing some of these successful people, it's like, man, I'd really like to talk to that person. But I almost like, I never did in a way. And then as I got a little bit older and started to get into the internet marketing world and things like that, starting to talk to more people, it's definitely, I think, something more of us need to do, whether it's just meeting somebody randomly and just like, oh, this person seems interesting, or maybe they have different beliefs than you, but you can have a conversation to grow and understand. I think more people need to have conversations like that. And then as I'm doing the podcast or I've interviewed other people when I've done fitness stuff or other companies I worked for, where we just interviewed all kinds of successful people and asking them, Hey, how did you do this? how did you do that? It's like, you can learn and you grow so much yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think, especially now with what's going on, obviously there's like assholes out there that like, you just can't have a conversation with, but I think there's more people that you could, and it's being okay of like, Hey, we have maybe different beliefs and it's not right or wrong it's different. And we have brought that up as something that I learned from somebody else being overseas that we need to have more communication and understanding doesn't mean that your viewpoints are going to change or going in that you're going to change somebody else's, but understanding each other in general, whether you have that, you said a business or you're doing marketing, like understanding the human behavior and just, I think there's so many more positives just across the board. We could go on and on, about interviewing or just having more general conversations to understand each other and just to learn about somebody, whether you become friends or it's like, Hey, that was great having a conversation. You never fucking see each other again in your life. Like, just think about like when you've gone to bars or you go out and do these things like, wow, that was a really cool person that I met that I never would have had that conversation if I didn't step out of my box, which I had to start to do of like, all right, like, this is very nervous. This is crazy. But let me just say hi to this person and just have conversation. It's like, there's so many little, I think, golden nuggets you can pick up on life too. Yeah. Well, I think it's coming in with that right intention of I'm looking to understand. I'm not looking to be right because looking to be right and looking for people to be right too is what gets us to where we're at today. I mean, mm-hmm. perfect day for it too is election. Yeah. <laughs> Just seeing how much divisiveness is there. And it, it's so crazy to me how people don't realize like proximity breeds, it'll breed some sort of connection and distance is always going to breed fear. If I'm not interested in, in your way of thinking, I'm always going to have some sort of fear or negative connection to who you are as a person. And I get to see it in real time. I'm a six foot six, heavily tattooed, big brown man living in Arizona. But I <laughs> truck. I love listening to Kenny Chesney, and I pretty much always have at least a gun on me. And 
it's been interesting just kind of navigating through life, knowing when people see me, I know what the perception looks like nine times out of 10, sometimes being able to break down that perception. I, I really enjoy having the people who I can tell you're scared of me and I get the opportunity now to reach across the aisle or shoot you a smile or have some sort of positive connection that you are now going to associate with other people who may look like me. And I think the willingness to do that and then go even further and become friends with some of those people or have very long form conversations with some of those people, I think it just grows you as a person and the unwillingness to do that is what contains you in that box that I want to say a very, very high percentage of people are, are stuck in. Yeah. And here's somebody I kind of want to dive down this, this avenue. And I'm gra- glad you brought it up because thinking yeah. of like perception of people and the reality and all these things. And of course, with the current time of all this stuff of we're constantly told there's racism and there's this and there's this, or, you know, look at these people and look at that person, you know, or, oh, you're a Trump supporter and everybody makes their assumptions already or, or all this stuff. And again, like you were saying, some of this like fear and distance and decisiveness. And it's, it's just so crazy to me because like, yeah, of course you and I, have had, I'm sure, very similar experiences because we both have tattoos. We're told this and that, but we've also had very different experiences based, like you can say, based on color of skin or where we're raised or all these different things. And I guess the point that I'm trying to get at is people want to say, and this, these are things that, that I've heard, you know, that's being touted on the media and pushed is like, well, you're not black. You don't know what my life's like, or you're not this. You're like, of course we fucking don't like we all have our own lives and our all experiences. Like I've been in parts of LA that being white was like, yeah, I was treated this way. Other people like, yeah, you're a different color. You're a different race or this or that is like, why can't we all be like, yeah, we all have fucking different experiences. We're all not the same. Like we all bleed the same color. We all <laughs> live in America. The, like why the fuck does that have to even matter? And why can't we be like, like you said, like, people see you or see me and how like why can't we break down some of those barriers and it's not about color or it's not about this or like it's just it's so crazy to me and like those things that are i think part of the problem that that's being made an issue like why is that an issue why can't we all just we're all unique and we all have unique experiences let's all learn from each other and grow closer together instead of continuing to talk about these things. And you don't know what my life's like. Well, you fucking don't know what my life's like. Like that's nobody gets anywhere. There's no prize for, like you said, arguing, like, what am I going to win if I win an argument? Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh, yay. But like, I don't get anything. My life doesn't get any better. Your life doesn't get any better. And even at the end of these things, like, okay, yes, I can say, uh, for my reasons, I voted for Trump and I think he's the better of the option for, for whatever. Like we don't need to go into the specifics, but it's not like, well, if Biden wins or if Trump wins, there's a prize we all get. Yes, mm-hmm. there obviously are certain outcomes and things that come with the country, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, great. One person wins, but we all need to win in the end. So if you're right or I'm right, like there's no fucking prize in that anyways. But it's all perception. So yeah. 
the prize is what you perceive it to be. So it's the same thing. I can't fucking stand. Not that I can't stand. I think it's hilarious, actually. When I go into a bar and I see how rowdy sports fans will get. Again, I was on the field (laughs) on Saturdays playing what they're yelling about. And I think it's hilarious how emotionally invested people get it. They're not making a fucking dime off of. It's not helping your personal life. It's not doing anything for you other than I get to attach myself to a bigger idea than who I feel I'm not internally. And I think Mm -hmm. that is at the baseline of political, just the, all of the inflammatory shit is I don't feel different, special. I don't feel X, whatever that thing you feel like you're missing is you attach it to something that you feel is bigger than you, a team, Republicans, Democrats, liberals conservatives whatever even on social media worth to a team that really at the end of the day and i hate to break it to so many people doesn't give two fucks about you mm-hmm. somebody asked me last night you know i, I posted that status about who yeah looking for and that shit blew up <laughs> I thought it was hilarious <laughs> and i said either way i'm not expecting a 70 year old multi-millionaire billionaire to understand or care about my personal experience or people who look like me's personal experience on either side of the fucking aisle. Mm -hmm. I know that they were making their last statements towards black America last night. And I was like, I, I think it's insane either way for us thinking that that person has my best interest in mind at the end of the day, they have their best interest in mind with a caveat of, I also am supposed to represent the country, but at the end of the day, you cannot escape human behavior. Yeah. No one's going to care more than we care about ourselves and our neighbors and those things. And what's happening when people talk about racism in inside of America, everybody is going to do what's best for the people who look and believe like them. Yeah. It is again, human behavior. And we're insane. If we think that people are going to do something different. Mm -hmm. I think it's, crazy just how again how attached people are to the candidate and i mean i I can't tell you how many times i've had to explain separation of powers to people or checks and balances to people that we learned in fucking high school and everybody (laughs) seems to forget everybody seems to believe that we live in a dictatorship where there's one big you know one old guy pointing fingers and saying this is what's going to happen or has laser beams come out of his fingers yeah it's not reality like I think the biggest thing that they influence as a president is public perception, which there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whether it's that, you know, we can start talking about media and this or censorship, all these things. And, and I think the biggest thing with all of it is, you know, there, there's a lot of truth and things like that, obviously with who you want to support and where you want to see the country and what your beliefs are. And then voting for who you think's the best for that job based on that. But at the end of the day is I think too many people are putting so much on whether it's blame on one side or the other or a savior on one side or the other. And I've been caught within that too, because I think we it's easy for us and especially with so many people to do that. But at the end of the day is like, yes, there's a leader, there's the government, like, there's the the federal and the government kind of system that the country is built on but where was that built on individuals 
And mm-hmm. so many people are giving that up of blame and lack of accountability that we're the ones that have built and will continue to build this country and your own life. Like mm-hmm. Trump's not going to come in or fucking Biden or whoever, whether it's at the local state or, you know, national level, none of them are going to come in and fucking save you or take the action that you need to do. And so many people are doing that of blame, blame, blame. Uh, I'm not going to do this. And this is your fault. It's like, we all need to like, it starts and stops with us. Mm-hmm. And yes, I, I can say, and maybe th- this is just my personal opinion. I do feel that whatever side you are on, I see maybe more of a lack of accountability and more blame on one side, but I see it on both. Like it, it, neither side is perfect or great. You know, that's just my own personal, personal view. But I think everybody, no matter what you stand for in your beliefs, we all need to look at it starts and stops with Mm -hmm. us that Trump's not going to solve everything. Biden's not like we have to take control of our own lives. And this is what we want. Well, this is what you need to stand up for. And this is what you need to work towards because, you know, they're not going to pay my fucking mortgage. (laughs) into the day (laughs) pay your mortgage either i had so many people talking about the like taxes last night and i was like make more fucking money at the end of the day if you're an entrepreneur and your whole basis of voting for somebody is because you think you'll pay less in taxes i feel really bad for you because the whole point of entrepreneurship is having control and command over your ability to generate income yeah if you're worried about extra taxes god i feel I, i one i feel bad for you and then I also think of what those taxes go towards. And, and I know that people feel like there's misspending. I know that we feel like our tax dollars don't, yeah. don't go to the right places a lot of times. But so much of me wanting to make money is to help people that are less fortunate than I am. Mm-hmm. And to a lot of people, that sounds like, you know, a crazy leftist ideology of we should help or like reach down and help other people. And I think it's fucking insane that that's become attached to something negative or being fiscally conservative. I think it's insane that that's become, you know, attached to something or even just, I've had so many people saying that they feel like I vote for Trump because I like my guns and I like my truck. I also just live in Arizona where you can kind of do whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) So like, that's a big part of why I do those things because I don't have to check in with somebody before I go out in the desert and go pop a few rounds off. That's why you don't live in California. (laughs) I grew up in California. I lived in California for 22 out of 26 years of my life. I get get the argument. Mm -hmm. It's just, I feel like most arguments are are just coming from people's fear of X. Yeah. uh, Oh my God. I think you hit it right there. Because when you see like, oh, I'm not because I fear this. And And I had this conversation with somebody yesterday on Facebook too. It was funny. It was right after I saw yours. And mm-hmm. commented, and then somebody else that I follow, you know, she's she's a lesbian, you know, not like not like I got anything against that. Don't say anything, everybody, because um, uh-huh. that's not what it's about. But she posted like, "Hey, it, it was a it was a genuine question where she had said, should I go get married now?'" I saw hers. It, yeah. Oh, you did say it. so in fear yeah. of it being taken away, and I said, 
and I was genuinely said, I'm genuinely interested why you feel that way. Mm-hmm. And it, it was based off of, which I totally get, I'm not discrediting it. It was based off of the fear that she said, well, because of the new justice that, you know, um, Amy Cohen, I, f- I forget the long last name, Goni Barrett or whatever, you know, she said, because she's trying to remove the abortion, you know, law that why wouldn't that be next? Mm-hmm. You know, Perva, like in fear of if that's going to happen, why wouldn't they take out gay marriage? And they do that on both sides. Mm-hmm. And then, the- like I said, it's based purely, all, all these things are based on fear. Based. People are fear of whether it's true or it's being put out or whatever. It's fear based on, well, Trump's going to get elected and this is going to happen, or mm-hmm. Biden's going to get elected and this is going to happen. You know, all these different things. It's so many of those A, therefore Z conversations. Mm-hmm. And I see it again, it's it's so much on both sides of, you know, if we create stricter um, tests, regulations around being able to buy a gun, all of our guns are gonna be taken away tomorrow. And at the, like, at the end of the day, when people have their argument for me, I'm just, one, I'm bored by it because it's the obvious thing for you to think, but does it necessarily, if we take one step in one direction, is it automatically going to go as far in that direction as you can possibly think? And I just, I start to realize that people are really bad at, at the, the natural, combating the natural cognitive dissonance in their own head yeah. where these two things can't match up or there can't be some middle ground. If I give up a, a single fucking foot, they're going to take it and run a mile. Now there are instances where that's happened. There's also instances where, 98% of the time that's not even close to what happens or close to what anybody's intention is. That mm-hmm. was something that was interesting. I think it was last year. How many people, and I, and I loved when it happened, when Joe Rogan interviewed old man Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. how many people were like, I kind of like the guy. And, and it's the same friends who were, he's the Marxist communist. He's the worst <laughs> thing in the world. He's, you know, he's stupid, he's out of touch, he couldn't possibly have any of our, you know, best interests in mind. And then you actually sit down and watch him. You didn't have the conversation with him, but you watch somebody you respect have a conversation with him and it was amicable and he had good ideas and he was able to articulate his thoughts. And everybody really had to check themselves on how much their biases created this fictional story around him. And I think we do it with a lot of people. Yeah, We create this story around the other side that we so badly want to believe because if we believe that their beliefs threaten ours, we're more tightly going to hold on to our beliefs. But what happens is we become too rigid. We mm-hmm. become so rigid in those beliefs that I'm not able to consider your side. I'm not able to argue against myself, which is to the detriment of so many fucking people nowadays. I'm not able to, anything I believe, I can write a persuasive essay on the other side. Almost any one of my beliefs, I can write a very persuasive essay arguing the exact opposite because I've considered it so much. Mm -hmm. And that's what solidified what I currently believe. And that's why I like that when I go on my social media, people can't figure out who I'm voting for and what my beliefs are sometimes outside of here's the nuanced thought around it. Yeah. And I think more people need to be that way. I shouldn't be able to just look at you and know exactly who you're voting for and exactly what your beliefs are in every fucking thing in the world. 
There's no nuance there. But we attach ourselves to the poles. I'm on this side or I'm on this side. Anything in between is helping that other team. So fuck them. I'm going to stay over here. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it again, it just gets boring and it gets scary and it gets sad and it gets laughable kind of all at the same time when you're watching from the viewpoint of, I get why they think that, but I happen to believe this other thing, but I couldn't give about you. Are you voting that way? Or are you liking this person? Cause it has nothing to do with what I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's so sad for people that it, two things that have really stood out to me that I've learned through this whole campaigning and this election is that one when I've heard people say, you know, and, and maybe it goes for the other side, but but personally, I've only heard that, like, well, why aren't you, you know, why are you voting for Biden? And it's not because they like him. It's just because for whatever reason, they fucking hate Trump that bad. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, that is dumb. And then the second part that's like, okay, if you've been so ingrained for so many years, whether it's right or left, it's like, why are you voting that way? Because I've always voted that way. No real logical, like, no, like, neither one of those have a real fucking logical, smart, <laughs> intelligent process in either one. And I'm like, God, that's what's wrong with so many people in the country. And so many issues, I think, can be boiled down to that. It's like, why, like, how can you think that? Like when I think of it, like I used to be, cause I, I grew up and I didn't know better when I was being raised. It was like, yeah, I was more like Democrat. I voted for Obama, like both, like the first time, the second time I did it, I voted like libertarian. Cause I was like, as I started to understand more, I was like, wow, like, okay, I'm not really for the right or left. Like I think this idea, like what the, like, it just made more sense to me at that time. Yeah. And understanding these things with people like, I just hate it. You know, like when my mom started fight, like when I went into the military and I started like guns more, it's like, Oh, you're Republican. Like I've never fucking said anything that was like considered Republican, but it's just, it's those labels. And that's even for my parents. Cause they are like hardcore. Like they're, they're like that. Like, well, I'm voting because not cause anything about Biden, but because they fucking hate Trump so bad yeah. like those. And it's just, it's so ridiculous when you can, if you break things down and, not look at who it is like if they really represent what it's for i think there's very much like i'm not hardcore right i would say you know i am more right <laughs> than center in a way but when you look at the true uh democratic system and some like old school because i was reading books all this year on it like not what liberalism now is but like old school it's like wow like that really makes fucking sense there's a lot of good stuff there. When you look at libertarian and these other ones, like there's great ideas there. Mm-hmm. And then there's bad ideas. Same thing with Republican. Like there's shit that I'm like, no, like I think that's stupid. But there's certain things I'm like, okay, that to me makes more sense, more of my values, more of what I, I think America stands for and what it should be. Yeah. But no, like I don't see that logical thought process and like, okay, I'm gonna go with what I think is the best option that fits more of where we're at now, where we need to go. It's like, well, why do you vote? Well, just because I hate that other side. Or I've always voted this way. Nothing about this is why. This is why I think this person or the people that are behind that candidate and what they're going for. 
makes more sense and I don't like what the other side wants to because here's what I believe in. Like I've hardly heard any of that. It's always just personal like opinion base that's not factual. It's just why well, hate him because of this, 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 because the media says yeah. that. Or I've always voted this way and I just don't like that person. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what happens very much on both sides. I try to keep my my audience very balanced. And I've one thing I've realized is as long as people are confused or believe very strongly that I'm leaning one way or another, I'm doing a good job of keeping a balance of my audience. And so I've heard the shouting across the aisle from both sides of you don't have any real reason. You just want to X and whatever that reason is, or I'm, I'm not necessarily a fan, but I'm worried about if the other person wins and this is going to happen. What I explain to people is the average IQ in the United States is a fucking hundred. There is a reason for that. I couldn't sit you down and get you to explain your reason for making most decisions in your life. I can't expect you to have a very well thought out reason for who you're voting for. And again, I don't know why the fuck we're expecting that from people. I don't know yeah. why I'm expecting you to have this very well thought out, eloquent reason for why you're doing what you do. I expect you to spew something that you saw on CNN or Fox News because that's all you're, I don't want to say that's all you're good for. Again, every human being is, is valid, relevant, whatever the fuck. That's mostly what your opinion is good for is some shit you heard from somebody else and you're like, damn, I like that. Yeah. I, get, I couldn't tell you how many fucking clips of Candace Owens I've gotten over the last few months. And I'll ask people, is this because she's black you're sending this to me? Because she's a black Republican, you're sending me this clip for me to agree with you because of X. Or I'll get a clip from X celebrity who's, you know, everybody who with a heart needs to, needs to vote for Joe Biden. And again, is it because they're black that you're sending this to me? <laughs> Oh my God. Some, some of that stuff's been so funny. I get what you're doing. And you think that that's what I'm basing a vote off of. And that's fucking sad. Yeah. One of your thought process, but then also what you think of me. I think that's insane that after a lot of people, these people know me well, that you feel like my vote would come down to that on either fucking side. Now, again, there's things that I can agree with on both sides. There's things that I can my beliefs are in stark contrast on, on either side. I've been, I, I think I registered as an independent when I was 18, but I've been registered as a libertarian for a very long time because again, that's what mostly aligns with, with what mm. I think. And I would say I'm more fiscally conservative, but socially I would, I would lean very, very liberal. And I like being a lot of both. I like having the nuanced conversation with people, but I think so many people are so stuck with, and this is a whole different conversation, the whole two-party mm -hmm. system. People are so stuck with that polarized view that I think it's the untugging of that. And I, I'm really hoping for a candidate eventually who can help foster in that untugging mm -hmm. of... And I think, I think we're close to that. I, if people can look at, you know, I, I've had people say like, well, you know, if you don't like either, like vote for another one. Like, that context yes it makes sense but when it like to me personally like when it's coming down to what i think is one of if not the most important election for the country right now mm -hmm. i'm like mm, doesn't make sense for me to to be like that and you know yes i do believe in a lot of what trump said but if i didn't you know it's like okay like i did the like obama's last election i didn't vote left or right i voted libertarian 
Yeah, and it made more made more sense to me. And it's like right now, it's like hmm, doesn't you know where I've had people like well, we don't like I, and I have great friends so like I don't fucking like Biden and I don't like Trump I'm voting in the middle like cool great and I and I think if you look at the system like Trump was not a political career political person and came in and I was thinking about this at the gym like man I remember when people were laughing when he was talking about maybe I'll run and doing this people were like oh it's never gonna fucking happen all these things and it's like he did it so I think whether it's near future for the, like, I think we're close to where I would love to see the break of that two-party system where it's not always left and right. There is that third candidate that is very much down the middle to try and break some of that division away and bring people closer together. And I think it can really happen and I would love to see it. The question is, can we get ourselves there peacefully or does shit have to crash and burn and then we recreate it as what we'd like to see it as and i don't know the answer to that yeah i can easily see it going like there's been so many times i think where outside of what media says and taking a step back of like shit this it very teeter-totters of it could easily go one way or the other where it could be like oh my god you know, this happens and both sides say it. it's not just one side. I've, I've seen stuff put out by both sides of, well, if you're for the right, you know, we're going to start a civil war or if this happens, you know, we can easily, there's going to be a civil war if we try and take all the guns and all these things away. It's like, I see it very close and I agree. It comes down to the people. And that's kind of what we were talking about earlier is like, it starts and stops with us. Like if we're tired of all this bullshit being puppets and all these things, like we need to take a stand for it. Like I, I for one am sick of all the political bullshit that goes on from both sides. You know, if we don't like it, like these motherfuckers make so much money and hardly work, but complain about doing shit is like, you fucking work for us go get your shit together. If you don't, and you want to get paid by like all the kickbacks and all these things, like I think so much of it on both sides, people just need to get kicked out. And I not saying we need like some civil war or something, but I think there needs to be a shakeup of the system and kind of a, a, for lack of a better term, not, not like a restructure in a way of like, there's so much crap that's gone on. That's totally, it's like a virus and has infected yep. the whole system. And in the end of the day, we should be pissed. And I get pissed because we are getting screwed. And it's not one side or the other. It's the political system, the media, like all this shit as a whole. And we're sitting here fucking fighting each other when we need to be looking at those in those seats in Washington. It's like that yeah. shit needs to change. Well, it's that whole two heads of the same snake. It's mm-hmm. And anybody who believes that it's not, you you don't one thing i always tell people with this stuff is always like follow the money and it's almost true in in any industry follow the money is there are they getting paid to tell you the truth or are they getting paid to tell you what you want to hear and what you want to believe is negative about that other side and the whole fake news thing or the or like not being able to trust the media I get why people are on board with that. Yeah, we shouldn't trust this media. Not realizing the head of our country is a form of media. Yeah, He is his own form of media. 
we're always having things ingested, but because it yeah. doesn't look like this, we're willing to side with it. Or because we think that his intentions are different, we're willing to side with it. Not realizing if you were to take it down and take the faces off of it, what is the end goal of each one is generating revenue or creating legacy. If it's, if it's a family, if it's a personal interest thing, Fox news is trying to make money for Fox news, CNN trying to make money for CNN. What they've realized is the more we can make you bite and fight at each other, the more money we're going to make. Yeah. Cause if I can tell you that your neighbor's evil, because he has a Trump flag out in front of his house, I'm going to dictate how you purchase. Then they're all sponsored. I'm going to dictate how you vote, which is huge because mm-hmm. they're all backing somebody. I'm going to dictate so much of your lifestyle and your livelihood. And I think we're seeing it more than ever. I, I mean, I, I'm in advertising. I know how to get you to believe a certain thing about my product to make you want to purchase it. Mm-hmm. I know how to manipulate your natural biases, your natural insecurities, your natural belief systems that come from wherever to get you to make a purchasing decision or to get you to make a voting decision. The the belief that we're not being pulled towards a certain direction, my only interest is not being pulled too far in that direction. We're all going to be influenced by the things around us, by our, our peer groups, by what we see on TV, by what we consume you know, from the president, from social media, from whatever, the goal is not to be pulled so far in one direction that you can't look at the other side and say, I understand why they think that. So, so many people on my status last night, you're voting Trump because you're not stupid. <laughs> it's like that's stupid. <laughs> if you're not voting for him, that you are stupid. That whole thing of like genuinely being able to see the other side, not saying, well, yeah, if you're dumb, you're going to go do this. So I understand me being called a a fucking idiot and a racist (laughs) because I'm voting for Trump. Exactly. It's just it's again, both sides. I'm seeing it on both sides. I think we're all going to see it um, based on who we've surrounded ourselves with. Mm -hmm. And it's just a natural confirmation bias that I don't think. We should just understand that it's there to some degree. We all yeah, have a it's part of human nature. Just minimize that degree as much as you can by considering the other side. That's all I've tried to implore people to do yeah. is consider the stark opposition and work your way backwards. Because a lot of times that's going to further solidify your belief. If I can understand why you think the way you think, and then I can deconstruct that argument, I can often get back to where I stand and say, okay, I'm in a good spot because I've argued both sides of the argument mm-hmm. with just as much fervor, with just as much, I can put emotion where I want it to go. So I can believe, or I can pretend like I believe this thing and what else do I believe and what else and what else and what do I believe about these other people? And oftentimes I'm gonna get back to my own personal belief, but at least you've considered. You've at grown least, and you understand. You've more. attempted, you've also done a good job of humanizing the, uh, that other side, that it's so easy to, especially because we're locked down right now. Mm-hmm. Cause I tell people all the time, go out fucking side and talk to somebody. It's <laughs> not the crazy war zone you think it is. Yeah. Even you going to Portland, Seattle, my friend's up in Portland right now. And she's visiting another friend who has a loft downtown. She's like, is this, she had to call her before she went. She's like, Hey, is it like super, super crazy? She's like, no, I'm at brunch right now. It's fucking sunny. And we're hanging out. Yeah. Like it's not as crazy as 
you think it is if you're only getting your information from the internet or from Twitter or from wherever. Go yeah. out, walk around. People are doing a pretty fucking good job of just Yeah, people being. are shopping, people are out having fun, doing their thing. But if you look on the internet, the world's fucking about to burn down. <laughs> you're going to die when you walk outside. or uh, At the end of the day, I'm like, we just need a, more of a dose of reality and look the fuck outside. People aren't trying to stab each other over their beliefs when, again, the internet would tell you the exact opposite. Yeah. And that it's going to be dangerous to go outside your house tomorrow. It's just a, it's just a sad way of, of believing and thinking. And it's just so far from the truth. I was with Nick back actually last night. I was texting him people who are making their own uh, electoral college maps mm-hmm. and just how absolutely insane people are like saying Texas is going blue and California is going red and just like the amount of built up biases that people have. I think I, I, I don't have the other screenshot. One of my friends put Democrats at 133 and Republicans at 405 huh. for, for college votes. And I was like, I just want to see the betting line on that. Yeah. And I, again, the same exact thing in stark contrast. Again, that Democrats are going to win Oklahoma, Nebraska, and Texas. I'm like, in, in what world are we allowing ourselves to believe absolute fucking nonsense? And I've realized it's this polarized world that allows us to believe yeah. absolute garbage nonsense and, re- and really have like a very strong piece of ourselves tied to it. And I think that's the sad thing is be- it becomes an identity that we are inextricably attached to and it just doesn't bode well for us being able to connect with each other as humans. Yeah. You know, one of the points that you brought up that I, that I thought was really interesting that obviously makes this even more of a unique time in general, but election year and campaigning and all that stuff and how we're reacting to all these things is the lockdowns and all this stuff going on, which isn't just unique to America, like it's going, you know, something that's happening worldwide, Mm -hmm. but with what's going on here, because we're not off like doing our own thing more, like we are worried about ourselves, but when we have less shit to be doing that we would any other time of that we have in our life that it's like seeing how all this stuff's being played, whether through the media, from different, the campaigns and human behavior in general, it's just, it's so crazy with how all that stuff's going on and how different it is. And I think it's played a huge role into the reactions and what people are doing right now because of COVID and how we've had the lockdowns. And, and obviously, because it's one of the biggest points from either side being talked about with the campaigns right now. Like if you cut that out, and I think most people should, in my, in my opinion, I think it's being made this huge, huge thing of their sides, which in four years or, or longer of the decisions that either party is going to make in their presidency, it's like the smallest percentage really of the other shit that they're going to do for America. But it's being made obviously because it's been blown up into this huge thing that it's like so many people aren't looking at those other things. And it's almost like a big smoke and mirror 
Very much so. From everybody. It's like, what the fuck? It's so crazy. Like, the world is just so crazy right now. Well, the belief that, like, either side or their cabinet, that's something people don't recognize. It's like they have a, a cabinet behind them. The Senate, Congress, like, there's so many hoops to jump through for them to burn the fucking country down. Yeah. That yeah, is it's just, not- just like, I'm going to blow everything up and release the nukes. Exactly. Like, is that... Are we going to believe that that's the intention of anybody or do we really believe that both people probably want what's best for the country and and for the populace that they represent? I'm just going to assume that that's what both of them are going for. At least it's part of their awareness. Now, again, the the first thing for them may be self-serving. The first thing on their mind may not be the rest of us, but I'm not going to also then convince myself that this person has some sort of, you know, evil plot to to blow up the country. Yeah. If the country burnt to the fucking ground, neither person's going to benefit in a way. Like we could, we could go down some of these rabbit holes of like, if the country was a certain way that people are saying like Biden wants it, whether there's truth in it or not, because that's not what we're here to talk about right now mm. is like, well, the country needs to be a certain way. If it's burned down, like it's not going to be this socialism, Marxism, communism country that people are talking about. Okay, and the we- same thing for like Trump. Like if it was, oh, he's going to burn the country to the ground. Like, like you said, do you really fucking believe how dumb that is? Like, yeah, that's what he wants when we all want the economy. We all want these things and to be a superpower, we're going to be fucking overran if the country gets burned to the ground and we suck. Mm-hmm. But you also think about like the whole, you know, if, if uh, we, I don't want to become, you know, some socialist breeding ground and, and I don't want the government coming around taking my guns. You know how many fucking people are in this country and how many guns per person? And that yeah. is, I don't know what percentage of the country even owns a weapon, but it's very, very skewed to, yeah. to type of person. And I know, like, I live in a state, I don't have to register my weapons. Government has no idea how many of my guns fell into the lake or got lost in the death. <laughs> I have two weapons that are registered in California. And then the rest, nobody fucking knows. And at the end of the day, even if you had to register all of your weapons, do we really believe that there is, or how much would have to happen in order for it to be to where you can't defend yourself or that the constitution is completely thrown out the window. Yeah. So both of those are so far from reality that even giving the time to contemplate is sad, but it shows how much the fear mongering works. Mm-hmm. It shows how much, if this person gets into office, you know, every person of color is going to be locked up and, and in prison. If this person gets in, you know, white people are, are going to need to go somewhere else and aren't going to have a country anymore. There's yeah. so much of both sides and the fear mongering that people don't stop and take the, they don't take that second to say, how feasible is this? Mm-hmm. Or how much of this is going to be tolerated until there is a massive uprising of the populace that completely stops it. Try like, think about, I, I was talking to my friend the other day, think about the government even trying to take over Texas. Good fucking luck. Everybody's going to watch or everybody's going to fly into Texas or drive into Texas. And I just don't see any possible way of the the X uh, doomsday scenario happening on either side. 
And so again, having that even be part of the conversation is crazy. I'd much rather stick to reality and honesty and it's much closer to the middle than anybody wants to admit. Yeah. Yeah. And here, so, so here's something different that I kind of want us to go down right now. Cause yeah. again, like I, I want us to talk and bring these things out, but I want to kind of expand and, and hopefully in a way educate people like how we're talking about, like look at both sides. So let's take the gun argument. Cause I know like you've said, you've looked at both sides of it to really understand. And obviously we both know, you know, you got guns, I got the safe behind me full of gun. Like we're obviously pro pro second amendment, mm-hmm. but let's kind of dive into it. So if you look at like what people are scared of, like, Oh, well we should ban these kinds of weapons or, you know, certain capacities or automatic, like no civilian needs it. And I'm very much in the belief of like, yes, I can understand the argument that some people might make when they have a narrow mindset of, well, why do you need that? Well, if you look at the opposite side, it's like, you could easily say, yeah, well, maybe I don't. But if we do look at like what you were talking about, disarming and these things, is is it going to happen? Maybe, maybe not. Is it very possible to happen, whether it's another country or our own government to try and take over not saying it's going to happen tomorrow or anything but i very much believe and that's what the constitution and the second amendment was about is having the power so whether it's our own government or a foreign government does not have the power to overthrow the people i 100 percent believe that so yes you can make the argument of do i need a 50 cal or do i need a machine gun these that like Maybe not on a regular day, but it's up to you to decide whether I have one or not. So yes, exactly. The point is not necessity. Mm-hmm. The The Second Amendment is not written out of necessity except mm-hmm. for extreme cases. But it affords it to me every fucking day of the year, mm-hmm. which is why I can have as many 30 round magazines as I want to have. And I can go buy the biggest 50 caliber that I want. The argument of do you need it? No, not right now. But but who, it's not up to you at the end of the day. I think about the same thing with with like the gay marriage thing. I don't know why the government's even talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's not. It shouldn't be up to. I I could not give a fuck who you marry. I could not care. Because again, most people are bad at making decisions in their life. Why do we think that you're going to be better at making the decision yeah. than that person? <laughs> and most of the time, you're the average person. Same yeah. thing about they're gun. so human and flawed, just like all of us. Everybody is. So again, it's, it's, I question everybody's decision making. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't think government has a place in certain things. And I think the capacity of magazines that I have or the amount of guns that I have is part of that. Yeah. Now, now let's, let's dive to the other side though. Cause that's where I will. Cause I think people, this is the part of like the education where I think most people are probably more conservative leaning towards the side where, and I'm sure maybe I have some people listening where it's the first time or they're like, Hey, I like the show, but maybe I don't always agree, but they want to listen. And they are more towards the left or, or, you know, liberal in that way where I want the other side to try and understand. Again, it's not to try and change opinion, but like what we're saying is you have to understand both sides. So we're talking about whether you're on the left, here's why we look at it our side and it's very real where we're pro second amendment and all these things. And like I said, yeah, maybe we don't need it now, but having it and the option 
Because again, I'd rather have and not need than need not have. I think you can't really break that argument. It's pretty ironclad. But let's look at the left side to try and understand why people think that. So, so from you understanding and talking to other people, what would you say to kind of deconstruct some of that to help, for lack of a better term, the right side or the pro 2A to understand the left so, again, we can come together instead of be so decisive on the sides? Well, I think you, you, we say the left. For people that like want like that do say, yeah, you don't need ARs, you don't need thirty round magazines or automatic weapons or all these war, yeah. <laughs> which is stupid war weapons, you know, that's kind of put out there. Why do they think that? And I think those are where the pro two A people need to start to understand instead of like, oh, you're stupid. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of it's it's like everything else. I think it's based around fear. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's comes from. I don't, and I, I even think it, when I'm here in Arizona, it's free open carry if you're over 18. I see 18 year olds carrying around handguns and I get freaked out about it. Cause again, I don't trust you to make good fucking decisions. Yeah. And so I think that's a lot of it is I don't trust you to make good decisions with your rights. The only point where I have a problem is that they're your rights and I don't get to dictate whether you're going to make a good decision based on your rights or not. So for me, my being responsible is to also exercise my right and to train myself and hone my skills and stay vigilant to the point where I can step in if you misuse your rights. Yep. But I'm not interested in taking them away from you. And so I can't say that I wouldn't freak the fuck out watching somebody walk down the street with an AR. And I think that it's totally useless. And I think it's more posturing than anything I can I can see all the reasons why I would absolutely abhor seeing walking down the street with my, but I'm also not interested in impinging infringing upon his rights mm-hmm. to do that. And I, I think can, you hit it with oh, the fear aspect too. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because again, I, I see it with just somebody carrying an open carrying a Glock in a in a grocery store. If it's an old cowboy carrying his revolver, I, I understand. But if it's Friday night and it's a 20-year-old kid, possibly dressed a certain way, possibly in a certain neighborhood, doing the same thing, I'm thinking about it differently. Yeah. And so I think that's a rational fear to have because people go too far in so many areas of their lives. Why would they go too far in this area? My only drop-off point is when you then say they're not allowed to do it because they could be stupid with it. But I'm for... If, if you want to put me through a test before I buy a handgun or, or, or I'm supposed to take a class, I'm down to take a class. If you want to show that I can store it responsibly, I'm down to do it. Within reason, I'm down to show that I can be responsible with this thing. Mm-hmm. The And this is where the fear comes in on both sides. Well, if I have to test for this, why wouldn't they go all the way over here? And uh, my answer, like with most things is, there's something in the middle that I think we could agree to. Yeah. Don't want guns easily accessible to people with men. Like if you have somebody with registered mental illness in your family, I think your gun should have to be locked up 
at all times until you absolutely need it. And I don't think they should have access to it in any fucking way, shape or form. Yeah. Kids, anything like, like it. And I think an easy way where, where you kind of hit it and I want to dive into it a little is, you know, the fear aspect. So we hear a lot of people, well, you don't need it. Like we look at these shootings or this and this happening and, and, whether we think the rationale and the logic is completely asinine and makes no sense on our side, and I'll, and I'll dive into it of, of where I'm getting kind of pre-framing this, mm-hmm. those that are saying it do believe it. And I think that's what we need to understand. So I might yeah. not believe it and think it's fucking ridiculous to believe what they're believing, but that doesn't discredit that they 100% believe that taking these guns away will stop shootings or that people are, are all inherently good. And if you take guns away, bad people aren't going to get guns or shootings or these things will stop happening that they're the cause of it. Mm-hmm. And you and I could totally be like, that makes no logical sense. Breaking it down to us. Well, they think the exact opposite, like you're crazy and it makes 100% sense to them, whether it's the truth or the reality again, the perception is that's their reality, that if you remove ARs or 30 round magazines or automatic weapons or this and like all these things you hear to take certain kinds of guns away or limit the amount you can buy or rounds, like all this shit in certain states where you have to have a license to even fucking buy ammunition and all these things, or California was some of the strictest gun laws. Like, they truly believe that and that's where i think people need to understand is like okay i respect that that's truly what you believe whether i think it's fucking crazy or makes any real sense that's what they believe and i think that's gonna get that one step closer together and it goes for the other side it's like okay they don't believe what i believe and that's okay we don't have to agree but respecting each other's reality of it well, now how can we come together? And like you said, find the middle ground as best of a middle ground as possible. Exactly. I think that's the the first step there with us trying to maybe help educate, educate people is like, that is a fear that they 100% that I've talked to people, they 100% believe that, well, you don't need that because the government or anybody else would never it would never happen or possibly try and take over. It's like, hmm, well, fucking read some history books for one. But, you know, they really believe that it would stop shootings and crime rates would lower this and that, that bad people don't get guns illegally. Like all these things, understanding that that's their, to them, that is their reality. And that's just, it's not going to solve it, but it's that one step closer of, like we're talking about understanding the other side. And that is maybe where they truly believe and come from. Okay. Well now how do we move forward from that? So, so I use me as an example and, and anytime you're trying to convince anybody of anything, you have to start with where they're at and you have to walk them back towards your side. But until I can meet you where you're at, I can't, I can't influence your way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And so when I, I had a female friend that I was talking with maybe like three months ago now, and she is very much on the side of nobody should have guns. And then she kind of shifted into nobody should have high-powered rifles, high-powered rifles, AR-15s. And you should only be able to have a handgun or a shotgun. And shotguns should only be for hunting. And like having, having all these caveats with it. Mm-hmm. And I said, let's use me as an example. 
nine times out of 10, you're walking out of a movie theater at night. You're going to get to your car safely. And you don't really need any protection. But a lot of it's based on the thought of a threat. And you may hold your keys in between your knuckles, or you may have pepper spray in your hand. You may have something to defend yourself because of the thought of a threat may be happening. When nine times out of 10, the threat is not going to happen. It's, it's, it's crazy to live your life as though it's always going to happen. But that time that threat happens, would you rather have a key in between your knuckles or would you rather have me right next to you? Your, your pepper spray, your keys is your single shot Derringer and I'm the AR-15. You'd much rather have the one that's really, really gonna get the job done when you need it versus the thing that you're still a little bit worried about, what if this thing overpowers me? You'd much rather walk down a, a dark alleyway with me versus a 115 pound guy who's five foot four. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for that. There's, there's a more absolute certainty that if this thing does happen, that's not likely to happen. But if it does happen, I wanna be sure that I can handle myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's an irrational thought for people. And I've had this conversation with quite a few friends who have been able to kind of come over to that to a side of things of it's not about the likelihood of it happening. It's about if it does happen, I want to be able to protect myself, my family, my the people around me, the people I care about. It's not about I want to tote a gun down the street or I want to have this big old cool rifle to show off to people. Now, for some people, it is that. But I don't want the belief that those people are just being crazy to take away from my ability to to protect the people that I care about, Mm -hmm. including you, X person I'm having this conversation with. Like this isn't outside of you and your reality. I'd want to be able to protect you too. Mm -hmm. If people are coming and doing whatever the fuck people are afraid of and the reason why you'd want to have, you know, a rifle at your house, I'd want to be able to know that I can come help you out. Yeah. And I think that making it more human, making it more your experience is being considered is the way that you get people over to your side of the argument. And you can attach that to so many different arguments that we're so polarized on where there's a human element that I don't think we take into account. We always want to say, this person's going to go to the extreme. You just want rifles. You can shoot them off in the air and do X, Y, and Z. And there's no fucking reason for that. But that time that there is a reason for it, I want to be able to do the thing that I need to do for the people I want to do it for. And I don't think that I should be limited or stopped in being able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there, there's kind of a few ways we can look at it that popped in my head. It's like, cause you were talking the reasons why people have it. Some people like to buy golf clubs and fucking golf. Mm-hmm. Some people buy guns and do sport shooting. Like they like to just shoot whether like for me, I want to have a hobby and still learn how to get better and do more long distance shooting mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Like that's, that's someone's hobby. doesn't mean it's bad or anything like that. Just like, well, fucking playing golf. That's bad. Like you can hit somebody with a golf club. Like, you know, you can take it to the extreme. It's like, it doesn't mean like, doesn't have to go to the extreme of, well, you're bad. You have guns. You just want to fucking have guns and shoot everybody. Like all this stupid shit that you hear in the mm-hmm. extreme of it. But I, I think you brought up a couple of good points there of, you know, like, like I said earlier, you know, I'd rather have and not need than need and not have. So if we break it down, like you were saying, 
in that kind of scenario, would you rather have somebody or have your keys, which people don't realize this shit fucking hurts. That's going to hurt you probably more than the other person. So don't do that. Um, or, you know, pepper spray these things. Okay. If you look, and I don't have all the data in front of me, but I'd be willing to put money on it. If you look at all the different kinds of not crime areas or these things like these random shootings that get put out there, whether they're in the movie theaters, you know, the Las Vegas shooting, all these things, they're not going there being like, well, I'm going to go to a place where I know people are most likely armed. This like they go for easier targets to put it in, in very simple terms. They go for easy targets, schools, movie theaters, this, that nightclubs where you're going to probably inflict the most damage before something happens. Yeah. They're not going into a police station or a place. They know a lot of people probably carry guns. Like it's easier stuff. So if you think rationally on that, if there's more, and this could go in different, like law abiding, safe gun owners that have weapons who I carry to protect myself, my family. And if something happens, those around me, if someone knows like, Hey, there's probably a lot of people with guns or I'm more likely to not succeed at fucking whatever crazy thing I want to do. I'm probably not going to go there, you know? So it's a deterrent right there as one, just like, Hey, a big tall guy, you know, he's got a gun, probably not going to go there and go after him. Like it's a deterrent. And, and I think a lot of people, my wife and I've had this discussion about stuff of police shootings or this, or, or all these things. Most of these people that are going and toting their opinions for one, don't understand escalation of force, you know, whether it's private citizens or police and deterrence of force, you know, show of force, like learning all these things in the military and being overseas. Like there's a reason there's a show of force, whether it's overseas or at when there's riot police at things like there's a show of force to try and deter certain things. And then you either meet or exceed that force that's coming at you. If it's a lower force, will you kind of match or you slightly exceed to again, subdue that force, whether it's life threatening or you have to use deadly force, those kinds of things. And I think when people start to understand and you break down that rationale, it's like, wow, okay, that actually kind of makes sense of trying to deter these things instead of if there's less, there's more opportunity. And I'm not saying for sure, but thinking of it, most likely you're just creating more opportunities in targets. And if someone's fucking crazy and they're going to do something with a knife, a, a bomb, a gun, they're going to do that. But if you can try and deter that in other ways by use, by them knowing people probably have guns. I'm probably not going to make this. Someone's going to take me out. And it goes back to that I'd rather have and not need than need and not have. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm like, I think that's one of the most ironclad things that I've never heard anybody been able to break besides some utopia idea that nothing's going to happen if guns disappear kind of shit. Well, yeah, people use examples like Australia, and again, I, I understand the way of thinking. I understand what causes somebody to say no guns would be great because it is it, it gives you this vision of 
a utopia that I think a lot of people would want to live in. And hey, it would be great if there was no violence and there's no fucking bad people, but it's like. If I had to give up my, like, and this is a genuine thing. If I had to give up my guns and be guaranteed that there would be no gun violence in the country, I'm doing it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. My, 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 now again, if, if the government's telling me that nothing's going to happen, it's different. But like, if there was some, whatever. Some God, way to know, yeah. So God comes down and says, if you give up your weapons, you never shoot a gun again, you give up all your weapons, all your ammo, and there will never be gun violence again in this country, I'm doing it in a heartbeat. And I genuinely believe a lot of people, now people would say whatever they want to be perceived as, but I genuinely think most people would probably do the same thing. Yeah. And I genuinely, and that goes back to what I said, genuinely believe people think that if the guns and these other things were taken away, mm-hmm. those things would happen. Yeah. I just don't believe that. And, yeah. and I understand why you do believe it. Like we all want it. And I think they believe it because they truly want those things. And that's where it's like, they're not a bad person. We don't need to say, Hey, you're a bad person. You're trying to take my guns. It's like, no, they really believe that. And it's like, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Do I think that that's human nature? No, look at history. It's never going to fucking happen, but I think it's a great idea. And I get that you believe that, but there's no truth and reality in any way if we break it down, but it doesn't make them a bad person. I'm cool with you doing that personally. Only suggestion is I would probably have a friend like me closer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't mind you personally doing that. The only drop off point that I have is you telling me what I have to do with it. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's it. I, I, in the, in the constitution, but just like, as far as autonomy goes, I'm, just not interested in you saying, I believe this, therefore you have to do that yeah. when it comes to something that's afforded to me by the constitution. I also can understand and totally get down with you not being interested in that in your personal life. Again, my yeah. only question is have a friend who is very down with it, very close at hand. If something does go crazy, cause I don't want to see you, be a victim of whatever of really of anything and because i want that for you i would hope that you would consider this side but i'm also not trying to force it on you i'm not going to force you to go take a good if my girlfriend was you know worried about guns or scared of guns i'm not going to force her to go take a gun class but i'm going to ask her why she's hesitant i'm going to ask questions around it yeah and And i even have that with one of my kids he's about to turn 16 and and he he hates it he does not want to shoot and i'm more like hey i'm not going to force it on him i want him to if something ever happened or he saw a gun sitting out he would confidently and safely know what to do or if he god forbid ever had to use it he could, but I'm not going to be like, hey, we need to go shoot all the time and mm-hmm. you need to, you know, do all these tactical reloads and all this stuff. It's like, no, I don't want that. But I want all my kids to be comfortable yeah. and not fear it. When it's a fear, you know, that gets in a different way. But it's like, I'm not going to say, hey, you need to go have a concealed carry permit and buy all these guns. And it was like, it's cool. Like, I've even had friends in the military that were like, you know, they were sniper team leaders, all this stuff and, you know, deployed. And then they're like, hey, I don't carry a gun. I don't want to shoot. I'm like, that's cool. Like totally 
fine. Like they have obviously some personal viewpoints and reasons and that's fine. Doesn't, it, it comes back to that's not right or wrong. It's just different. And I don't think we need to force people to carry guns and we don't need to force people to give up guns. You know, I think we need both. It's, it comes with the yin and the yang, the balance. We need the Gandhis just as much as we need fucking Delta force trained, you know, guys in peace that are peaceful, but will fuck you up <laughs> if needed. <laughs> the guy standing with my rifle behind Gandhi, like yeah. letting him do what he does yep. and have nobody infringe upon his ability to do that. Because there are, again, it comes back. There's not everybody's good. There are evil people, evil people. And if you are religious, there is, you know, good bad if you're not you know if you're not religious good bad if you're religious you know there's god and there's the devil like it to so to think that there is all good and this you know perfect world idea exists like nothing in history bible like nothing says that so like that's the part where it's like yeah i get they truly believe it. i think it's crazy to think that and it would be great but like we, we need to find some middle cause it ain't going to happen. Like how you said, you don't have to have a gun. Great. But don't infringe that upon others that don't believe what you believe. And that's just part of the realistic argument of, Hey, it's not going to happen that everybody's guns are taken away. So let's figure out a compromise that does work. Yeah. It's like, it's just like relationships. It's just like figuring out that negotiation back and forth. What's the best common ground for us to come to. I think this is just like most things in that it's never going to be that you're going to be allowed to carry a bazooka around, but it's also never going to be that nobody's allowed to have any sort of gun, you know, in their possession or, or under their ownership. So let's figure out what does work. Yeah. And let's figure out like opening the conversation to, I understand why you want this and this side understands why you want that. And believing that we all kind of want the best for people with that belief at the forefront, let's start the conversation. And I think that intention would change a whole lot of these conversations of, at the end of the day, we probably all want what's best for everybody. Yeah. We're, we're most likely not, again, we most likely don't have this mischievous, you know, plot to take over the world. <laughs> most of us want what's decent for people. Yeah we're so quick to demonize and polarize and you know you believe this therefore you're evil therefore you're ex yeah. it's just conducive to a, a decent society yeah uh, i think you said it is like we all really like we all want to do great be great have great for ourselves our family friends it's not like, well, you want to take my guns. You want my family to die and this and that, or you, you know, you want your guns. Cause you're going to fucking be crazy and shoot everything. Like we all want the right thing. And we're all for the most part doing what we feel is best for ourselves. And what we believe is the best for each other. We might not agree. And I think that's the great part is we don't all have to agree, but we have to find a way of like, okay, what you're trying to do isn't bad. What I'm trying to do isn't bad for you or me. There's bad people out there, but we're focused on ourselves and what we can control and let's all rise together, mm -hmm. be neighbors, do this, do that. And it's like, great, like let's all rise up. Let's all have something great 
for each other and not, like you said, not just try and demonize and look at, well, what you're saying is trying to ruin my life. Like it's not like we all truly believe. I think again, most of us truly believe what we're doing and what we want is best for ourselves, our family and the country in general. And that's great of what's going on today. We all are voting based on that and need to not just bash each other and, you know, put these labels and all this shit and just start coming together and understand it becomes with the conversation and understanding. And that's why I'm glad we, we had this conversation, especially on a day like today. Yeah. Perfect day for it. (laughs) Awesome, man. Well, I know we've been going for a while, went over a lot of stuff. So you know, for one, I want to say thank you. I appreciate the time today. I appreciate everybody that's listening. I hope everybody got some really good stuff um, out of this. And I want to leave it open to you too, to just kind of plug if people want to get in touch or know more about you. I know you've got stuff going on. You've got new stuff coming out. Where's kind of the best place, you know, people can continue. I mean, right now, probably isn't my Facebook and Instagram um, Instagram is just at Kyrie, K-Y-R-E-E. Instagram, if you look up Kyrie Oliver, my face is going to come up. <laughs> um, but I can't, think that, You can't miss it. You can't miss him. <laughs> I think the URL is like facebook.com slash Kyrie Oliver 1994 or something like that. But yeah, again, if you type it in, uh, you'll, especially if you're friends with Matt already, we'll all probably yeah. pop up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where, where I put out most of my stuff. I, I like... Uh, provoking thought. I like creating nuanced conversation. I like pissing people off sometimes. I, I just like generalize, generally creating good conversation on my threads. Um, You're not just posting uh, food pictures or, or, you know, stupid shit. You're actually using it, you know, for what I would say is a good cause. And you post some cool dog pictures, you know, so. I do post cool dog pictures. I actually just got a tattoo of my dog. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, we go to Florida in you know just under two weeks to pick up ours. Like I was telling you, our uh, our service protection dogs. So. Yeah, yeah, we, that's actually where I just was getting the tattoo. We're just down in Miami Beach. Oh, sweet man, um, sweet. Yeah, it's really nice there right now, actually. Uh, yeah, I'm it, excited to to get out of here in the cold and to kind of get there. And uh, we're going to be up in Orlando area, um, cool. so to have some fun. And one of my kids, her 18th birthday, so we're getting her tattoo out there too, and, and all that stuff. So. That's cool, man. Awesome, man. Well, again, I appreciate it. I appreciate all of you guys. Go get in touch. I recommend, yeah, follow Kyrie. He's got some awesome stuff, which it's always great seeing what he posts. Great conversation. Um, really tries, like I said, include everybody from whatever thought or side. And you, I think you'll, you can learn a lot. You know, might get into some stuff with people here and there, but you know, you you're gonna learn learn a lot. And I think you know, like we said, it's understanding. You know, so so be open to that. Whether it's here, talk to some people some more. Just be more open and know that we're all trying to do the best and be the best we can. So, awesome, man. This is great. Cool. Thank you again, man. All right. Thank you, guys. 